This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Ah, yes. Living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. We get ready for the NFL division round of the playoffs. We are coming to you live From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, we're down to eight. We're down to eight, and we are a little more than three hours away from kickoff of game one of four this weekend. It will be the Minnesota Vikings on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. After that, it's going to be the Houston, I'm sorry, the first game. Did I get that right? No, no, no. The first game, let me see. I've already, I've already blown this. All right. So the first game is Minnesota, San Francisco, and then, and then we have the Tennessee Titans after their victory against the New England Patriots on the road against the number one team regular season in the NFL this year. That will be the Baltimore Ravens. All right. So TJ, here we are, division round of the playoffs, and. I guess the big story always is the teams that had a bye, and in some cases, like the Ravens, where they sat everybody in week 17, two weeks of a bye, how does that affect teams, that extra week of rest, as they're going against teams that are all coming off big wins, playoff wins, in the wild card weekend? Well, I, I was never uh, fortunate enough to be in that situation. <laughs> yes, but that's true. Just, just from... Understand the rest is always wanted. It's always something that uh, it should benefit that team that had to. Re- and, and the Baltimore Ravens, they're not a precision passing team. They're not going to spread you out and throw the ball and 
timing comes into play. They're going to hit you in the mouth. We're going to run the ball. And so for them, it's a good thing that, number one, their players, anybody, Ingram was banged up. Had they had to play last week, he probably wouldn't have been able to play. And if he would have been able to play, he wouldn't have been that effective. So getting that rest, healing his calf, he's probably still not going to be 100%. But teams that play as physical as the Ravens, that rest is much needed. All right, we're going to get plenty of previews for all four of the NFL games. Also, obviously, we're going to weigh in on Monday's championship game between LSU and Clemson. I was on my Steve Hartman last week, man, just so you know. I went 4-0 with the picks with the spread. Wow. Just so you know. All right, so have wow. uh, understand this. We'll have our picks for all four of these games because we'll be off before the first game actually kicks off. So stay tuned for TJ Hushman's out. He's doing red hot with his NFL picks throughout Can't this wait. year. We're also going to get into uh, the coaching hires around the NFL and the one remaining vacancy in Cleveland. But I want to get things started with this San Francisco 49er matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings uh, came away with the victory on the road against the New Orleans Saints. How much of a factor was it for Kirk Cousins to sort of get the monkey off his back, not just win a playoff game, but deliver the winning touchdown pass in overtime on the road against the Saints? For Kirk Cousins, I'm sure it was a relief. It was like a, oh, man, finally. But it is... We, as people in the media, and we put too much stock in, oh, Kirk Cousins has failed. Yeah, he's failed in big moments, but his team has failed him also. If you go back to that game last week, <laughs> they pretty much ran the ball at will in the first half. In the second half, the Saints made adjustments, but the Vikings were able to run the ball at will, so it made it easier for Kirk Cousins. And then when you, when you just look at just look at overall rosters, remaining in the playoffs, I, just top to bottom, there's not a team that has a better roster than the Minnesota. You got two top receivers. You got a good running back. You have a good offensive line. You got tight ends. You got good second. You got good linebackers. Top to bottom, the Vikings have a really good roster. So I say that to say it was a great team win. Kirk Cousins needed to make one play. He made that play on that throw to Thielen, but that was a great catch over the shoulders by Thielen as well. And so it was just a great game overall. But, yeah, I'm sure for Kirk Cousins, it was a sigh of relief. All right. Uh, by the way, Gavin, do we have updates on the uh, Vikings health-wise? What What is the story? Now, remember, we knew that Dalvin Cook and Thielen were going to be back for the Saints. There was some question about how healthy Thielen would be. And, of course, his very first catch, he fumbled. But after that, he was brilliant, including, as you mentioned, TJ, one of the best catches you're ever going to see that set up the game-winning touchdown. But uh, No, what- my understanding is Thielen will play, but he's going to be severely hampered. Yeah, how do you injury. hurt your – how do you get stitches in practice – like, what the heck are they doing in Minnesota to where you're practicing that hard and you need stitches? I believe it was in his foot or ankle area. I mean, I, what, I, ha- what are you I, doing? I mean, first of all, Thielen was, you know, banged up at the end of the year. Uh, you finally get him healthy. Obviously, he has a huge game for you. By the way, I'm, I'm, before we go any further, what was going on with Diggs on the sidelines? I mean, man, at one point, he had gonna... zero targets in the game, but you were in the midst of a playoff game man, on the road in a game you're actually winning, and Diggs is bitching about his targets? <laughs> Steve, let me just get uh, – listen, man. I felt I felt him. I knew where he would – listen, 
they were winning the game, but was it a blowout or was it a tight game that could turn at any moment and go either way? He's looking at it from the perspective of this. I can affect this game, and you guys aren't giving me an opportunity. Frustration boils over. I'm sure at halftime he was frustrated, and then when the second half starts, you're like, still no action? It's just frustration, and and it's not that you're being selfish. You just want to help the team win. I know. To me, it came off of like, really? Uh, you're winning the game? So, I'm the just, you got we in the, I'm going to help you out. Okay. Y'all got to stop getting – a receiver might get the ball five, six, seven times. When you're not getting the ball and you feel you can help the team, that's just frustration and the competitiveness of wanting to help your team. That's all it is. We got to get off of that, oh, he's being this selfish guy. No, he's not. He'd be unselfish if he didn't act like that. All right, well, here's what Kirk Cousins had to say about the situation. Well, I think it's just communication and just trying to understand that probably could have thrown you there, so I'll be the first one to admit you could have gotten the ball there, my fault, but we're going to need you here. We're going to come back to you. You know, to his credit, as upset as he may get, he's also going to listen and communicate well. You love the passion because that passion is what yeah. makes him a great player yeah. as well. So it's not the first time we've had those conversations, and it won't be the last. By the way, that was Tony Dungy, NBC, that asked them the question. So this is a Hall of Fame coach that obviously saw what I saw, wanted to know what the heck is going on there. By the way, it was obvious that Kirk Cousins handled the situation properly. And, of course, Diggs did make some big plays down the stretch for the Vikings, so he definitely got him involved in the offense. But, I mean, this, this goes back to the beginning of the year. Remember, this was a Viking team that seemed to be unraveling early with Diggs and Thielen both questioning their quarterback. And then he had a, a Hall of Fame month is basically what he had as they really took fire. So, I mean, I, I don't – explain this again to me, TJ, about you're in the middle of a playoff game, you're winning the game, it's a tough game back and forth, and you're screaming about the fact that you're not getting any touches. How does that work again? You – and I, I misspoke a second ago. Yeah. If he wasn't upset, to me, that would be being selfish. I want my players to want the ball. That's what makes them who they are. That's what makes them help the team is that that drive, that passion, that competitiveness to say, we're in a tight game. I'm supposed to be one of the best players on this team, one of the better playmakers on this team, and I'm not even getting a chance to affect the game. And sometimes that frustration comes out. Now, do you want to do that? No, but sometimes it's needed. It's like coaches, they're human. You don't want to see that. The other players don't want to see that because it's like you said, we're winning the game. And Stephon Diggs' mindset is we we winning by a lot more if you guys would throw me the ball. So what do you think is going on between Diggs and Thielen? I mean, this is I think a lot of people are always curious about when you've got two elite wide receivers like you and Chad Johnson back in the day. Of course, you guys were college teammates and dear friends. But, I mean, this idea of the quarterback seemingly favoring one receiver over another when you have two elite receivers, as the Vikings do. How does that work? At least for me, of course I wanted the ball, but I wanted to see Chad eat. When Chad is playing well, that means we're doing well as a team. And what complicates things in Minnesota is their tight ends are much better in the passing game than the tight ends that I played when since they were more blockers. And so there's a lot of mouths to feed, so to speak. But you got to understand this. Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy that wants to run the ball. So opportunities are not going to be what they are for other players 
from other teams. And so you got to understand going, you're not going to get the rock like Mike Thomas is last week. You're not going to get those type of targets because Zim wants to run the ball. That's just how he is. But it's the playoffs, man. You want to affect the game. And that's all it is, is passion and it's competitiveness. And the people that are watching, they got to understand and not listen to certain people that are on TV saying, oh, man, that guy's being bad for the team. He's actually being great for the team because he's really trying to help the team because he cares that he doesn't care about the check he's going to get the next day. He cares about the result that day. All right. um, Coming up on the other side, uh, we're we're going to get into the key matchup. If you're wondering on this first game, 49ers and Vikings, who's going to win this game? It comes down to one key matchup. We're going to tell you what that is and also the hiring practice of coaches in the NFL. How one change can make the process a whole lot better. Coming up next. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day Savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter means it's time to bundle up your insurance. Bundle home and auto with farmers and you could save an average of 20%. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. 
Okay. Steve Harbin, TJ Hushmanzada on this big, big Saturday as we get ready for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And, of course, still to come, we're going to break down Monday's big battle between LSU and Clemson for the national championship. All right. TJ, a couple of things. Let's, uh, we were talking about this 49er-Vikings matchup, which is the first game today. And to me, this comes down to one matchup. One matchup will decide this game. Because I agree with you. I think man for man, you may make the argument that at the very least, the Vikings are the equal, if not better, than the 49ers. But to me, the matchup is this. The matchup is Jimmy Garoppolo versus Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is one of the best defensive minds in the National Football League, and he showed it in the matchup against the Saints. It was a big struggle for Drew Brees uh, in that game, Uh, and some people may have thought he might have uh, actually played his last game as a Saint, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. But you got a veteran coach, one of the best defensive minds in the league, going against Jimmy Garoppolo, who has won just about every game seemingly that he is quarterback, but is also making his first playoff start. So give me a little breakdown on the matchup of the mind of Mike Zimmer, one of the best defensive minds in the league, and how he's going to deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if the 49ers are going to win this game, I mean, he doesn't have to carry them, but Garoppolo obviously is going to have to do something out there positive for the 49ers to come out on top. I can't really put that on uh, Jimmy G, to be honest with you, because if I do, he's losing that. Zim was able to, I wouldn't say confuse Drew Brees, but that pressure that they put in his face affected him. To me, it's going to come down to Zimmer and Kyle Shanahan. Can you slow that pass rush down by misdirection run plays, showing them one thing, doing another, run enough motions – to where it just slows or freezes a linebacker just enough where that lineman can get that block on them, and then you kind of give the same look, and it's a pass play, and it kind of slows down that defensive line. That's going to be the key is Shanahan being able to be multiple in his formations, misdirection in his plays to kind of slow that defensive line down, which will in turn affect how Zim calls the game. Is what you Zim is the best coach that nobody ever talks about. I played under him when we were in Cincinnati, and our defense literally went from okay to really good in the year he was there, at least the year I played with him. And and so I have a healthy respect for what he does and how he goes about I mean, He's basically the guy that started the double-A blitz and bluff with that type of stuff. So that's how I see it, more of a how is Shanahan going to try to uh, negate what Zim wants to do? And if he can do that, then he can put Jimmy G – in some advantageous situations to where that pass rush isn't just pinning their ears back, uh, just rushing them. Well, again, if a quarterback like Drew Brees is having a hard time recognizing what's why going I say, on. I can't put that pressure I mean, on Jimmy G. If uh, Drew Brees can handle it, it's tough. It's going to be very, very tough. Okay, on the other side of things, though, you got Kirk Cousins. All right, feeling good right now about himself. Gave out the big primal scream post game after their win against the Saints. But this 49er defense brings it. I mean, I don't know if there's any team in the league that has more weapons on their defensive line of putting pressure on the quarterback than the 49ers do. So, if you're Kirk Cousins, how do you offset the pressure he's going to get from the 49ers? 
if it, the 49ers have shown that they can be susceptible to having the ball run on them. That, for me, that's where – and we know Minnesota's coming out running the ball. That's what Zimmer wants to do. That's what they did last week, and they're at their best when they're a run-first team. If the 49ers can stop the uh, Vikings from getting, let's say, four yards, three to four yards on first down, it's going to be a long game for the Vikings. They need to get three to four yards when they run the ball on first down because now if you're able to run the ball, it, it's the game's going to be one up front. I just – I believe the Vikings will cover in the spread. I really do. But I can't get that Green Bay Packer game out of my head. They could not block the Packers' defensive front. They couldn't block them. Who was out of that game for the Vikings? Dalvin Cook was. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was out, so was Thielen. But, man. I mean, that's a whole different offense. I mean, they, I knew going into Dalvin the Saints Cook? game, I said, when you don't have Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, and suddenly they're back in the game, look at the impact those two guys had against man, the Saints. Man, Dalvin Cook is not a lineman. They could not block the Green Bay uh, Packer front. Right. Now, if they're able to be a little more effective, we're we going to have a really good game on our hands. But if, if it's anything like that, and, if, and I say that because the 49ers defensive front is, when you say rotational, their top six is better than any other top six in the league that the six defensive linemen, they rotate. So, yeah, it, they, they're going to have to uh, run the ball effectively. It doesn't have to be four, five, six yards of pop. We just need to get positive yards on first down so that we can run and or throw on second down and keep them guessing. All right, uh, coaching. I want to get into this a little bit now. I have much more to come on this. I heard Peter King, certainly one of the most respected people to cover the NFL and someone I've known for a long time, and he was talking about this situation of how Matt Rule was able to score essentially a seven-year, 60-plus million-dollar deal. could actually go to $70 million for a guy that's never coached in the NFL. And it was the way of the Carolina Panthers preventing him from meeting with the Giants. They were paranoid that the Giants may try to steal him, so they made him an offer he simply could not refuse. But here's what Peter King said about the dilemma that these teams have. Like, you have assisting coaches – that are supposedly getting ready for these playoff games, going off and doing interviews. I mean, in some cases, you could, you've had in the past assistant coaches who have been hired that are already putting staffs together for their other teams, their new teams, while they're still trying to focus on playoff games in front of them. Here's what Peter King said. And by the way, I, I threw this out at somebody else, and they dismissed this, but I'm going to throw it out to you. Here's what he said. He goes, this idea that to prevent the situation that happened where you overpay for a Matt Rule. Uh, he may end up being a Hall of Fame coach. We don't know, but certainly has no track record. I mean, you, you basically paid him all that money so he wouldn't be the Giants head coach. But he said, what's the hurry? So no matter when, you've, when your vacancy was created, during the season, right after the season, during the playoffs, why not hold off on the interview process until the day after the Super Bowl? I mean, that was his suggestion. What's the hurry? Why not equal the playing field, not only for the teams that are looking for new coaches, but you're also equaling the playing field for all the candidates out there, many of which cannot talk to teams while they're still coaching during the playoffs. Do you see any problem with what he said about 
waiting. Now, it's not like it's going to happen, but waiting until the day after the Super Bowl before any team could even start the interview process to fill their vacancy. No, I, I, I could see that. That That's more than fair, but it's – say that rule gets implemented. 100% a team – somebody's going to hire a coach prior to the Super Bowl and is just going to be on a hush thing, and he's going to be calling around, hey, I got the job at so-and-so. And guys that he wants to come with him that he trusts, he'll let them know. Whoa, 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 whoa. And St- we just, still have the Rooney rule, don't we? Man, listen, the Rooney rule is what it is. It's I don't even know why they have it, to be honest with you. It gives you an interview. It's not getting you a job. It's not the Rooney rule. It's the guys, and we're talking minorities, we can play in the league, but we can't coach you. That's basically what they're telling you. But you got to be put in a position. You got to be a quarterback coach. You got to be a coordinator, which is crazy to me because – being a head coach is being a leader of men, being a psychologist, being able to relate to people, and hiring great coaches to coach those players. It's kind of funny, and I just go back to one situation. It's really funny to me that uh, Matt Nagy can get a head coaching job being uh, Andy Reid's OC. He didn't call plays. Doug Peterson can get the job. He didn't call plays. But then it's a black guy and Eric Bieniemy. It's, oh, he's not calling plays. Well, the two previous coaches, they're in the same position. And so it's the uh, we the minority coaches need to be put in position or be groomed for that uh, head coaching job. I, the Rooney Rule is what it is. You can't force an owner to hire a minority just because he's going to do what he feels best for his team. If you own a company, are you just going to hire somebody because he's a minority? No, you're going to hire who you feel is going to do the best job. And, and so – for that point, I get the rule. It's It helped initially, um, but it's just funny how you can have as many minority players and very few minority coaches. One of the big arguments against what Peter King said is you're really locking out college coaches. You really are. With the early signing period right now, I mean, if, you, if, you have a, if you're going to make a coaching change at a major university and that guy is thinking about, hey, maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll pursue the NFL, it's going to sit for a month? Over a month, you know, for an opportunity to do an interview for an NFL coaching job. By the way, in the interim, you've also got the early signing period, which is critical for schools as, you know, you present whatever it is you got going on in the coaching position. So that would be the one argument. Amongst NFL coaches, I think it's workable. But if you're talking about college coaches trying to move into the NFL ranks, uh, it would really put them behind the Man, Matt Rule just, bro, he really hit the lotto. He did. This dude... And he was fantastic at Baylor. But, man, I guarantee coaches are looking at that deal like, wow. Well, you have a new owner in Carolina. He's trying to, you know, he's got money. It better work. They were worried about him, you know, being interviewed by the Giants uh, or the Browns, you know, somebody else stepping up. So, I mean, seven years, 60-plus million? If you're a college coach, why would you leave to go to the NFL? The money is about the same now. Mm -hmm. And if you're successful, you're going to coach it. Like Lincoln Riley, he's going to coach at Oklahoma as long as he wants because he's going to win 10 games every year. Why would you go to the NFL, risk not succeeding, and now you're – 
in essence, you make more money at Oklahoma if you're Lincoln Riley than you go than you do coming to the NFL. All right, great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com. See how much you could save. All right, uh, let's find out what's trending right now. As David Gascon has stepped into the building. Uh, by the way, I attended the uh, Southern California Sports Broadcasters Luncheon. I heard. Uh, I voted for you. I appreciate that. Uh, you did not win. Uh, okay. Well, I got two votes. I got one from you and for, one from my my good buddy, the voice of CSUN men's basketball, Ghazal Hassan. So. I saw Ghazal. In fact, first person I saw there was him, who, by the way, reminded me that he also interned for me yeah. many, many years ago. He's a UCLA guy, so he is, I yeah. think he gets a lot to talk about. Yes, so. we do. Here's a question for both you guys, in particular for TJ. You mentioned it with Lincoln Riley. If Nick Saban was ever offered the Dallas Cowboys job, do you think he would take it? No. No. It, At well, this point you in know, his life? Uh, it's tough. He has more money than he can spend. Yeah. Uh, well, his wife he, also has he a big pretty, say in it. He pretty much controls Alabama. And un- unless you can get that type of control, why? Why? Well, I would say, if anything, though, his wife might say, let's get out of Tuscaloosa. Well, let's get our butts in Dallas. I'm, I'm just thinking because of the way that things were left in Miami. Right. I mean, you're you're in the National Football League. You didn't complete what you wanted to do. Right. And you're talking about one of the greatest competitors of all time. I don't know. I mean, again, I think TJ and I are in agreement. If you got the kind of situation you have at Alabama where you are in total control, yeah. not just of the football program, the university and the state. Yeah. I mean, he, he he controls the whole state of Alabama. That's <laughs> hey, what I he's got. Do you really want to work for Jerry Jones? I don't know. Well, guys, hey, I love it here. We got all kinds of action today. First things first, the FCS championship game right now. North Dakota State and James Madison are going at it. Nine block kicks by the Duke this year. Dukes this year tied for most of the FCS. It's a fake. Hendricks will fake it up left edge. He's on the go. He's going to score. Touchdown, James Hendricks. The fake field goal from 20 yards out. Oh, baby. I'm going to be careful with this game, guys. North Dakota State leading James Madison 21-10. I heard a little rumbling in the studio that uh, Gavin has some serious coin on this game. You so. do? Uh, Which way cool. did you lean? What was what was the line <laughs> in this game? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the line was in this game. Only Gavin, Gavin knows. It. What was the line? <laughs> there was a line there at there some was. point in the episode. Yeah, I'll bet there was. Right. Right. Cool. Guys, college uh, basketball today. Number five, Auburn having no problems with Georgia, 39-26. to Ohio State at the break leading Indiana on Fox, 34-31. And real quick, guys, just sending back to you. Right now, Adam Schefter reporting a couple different things. First off, the Browns are also looking for a new GM. They've actually put out a request for Colts assistant GM Ed Dobbs for a possible interview. So we'll see what happens with all that. Well, he has no say in the coaching hire. That's all Paul D. Podesta. He's he's the money ball guy that understands who's the right guy to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. By the way, has everybody in the world been interviewed for that job already? What are we up to, about 20 people? It ain't going to McDaniels, because if that's the case, he would have been hired. So it's going to one of these assistants that's still in the playoffs. Well, let's, let's we'll get to that if in a moment. If you connect the dots here, Dodd, <clears throat> Dodds worked in Seattle with Robert Sala, who we will see later today in the 49ers game. Right. He's their D.C. So it could be a thing where they want to watch Sala later today. 
Uh, and and they're meanwhile they're looking at the GM with Dodds. I right. see you, Gavs, over there doing your detective work. Yeah, yeah, trying well, to put things together. I'm going to tell oh. you why Josh McDaniels, because I put I agree with you. If Josh McDaniels was going to be the head coach of the Browns, he'd already be the head coach of the Browns as of yesterday. As of yesterday. Yeah. All right. Uh, once again, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save fifteen percent or more into car insurance with Geico. Go to guyga.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, it's been a long time, 10 years, since we've been at this point of the playoffs and the Patriots have been eliminated. So as soon as they lost that game to the Titans, all hell broke loose in speculation. Tom Brady's gone. Josh McDaniels is gone. What's the future of Belichick? You know, what's Bob Kraft thinking these days? My thought is this. Nothing's happening. Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere. Tom Brady's not going anywhere. Belichick's not going anywhere. It will be status quo, regroup, and get ready for 2020. Your thoughts, TJ? I don't agree with that one. I And I say that to say Josh McDaniels is looking to go somewhere because he knows that Brady isn't coming back, and he's trying to get up out of there. He just has nowhere to go. That's one. Two is, if Brady was coming back, I truly believe they would have just extended him during the season. They would have just given him the deal that he preferred during the season. And why play this out? Brady is looking at it from the perspective of, I've take, Brady, in essence, has probably left, I'm guessing, 80 to $100 million on the table and taking less in his career with the Patriots. All right, there's only one quarterback that I could see Belichick trusting in that job. And that's Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if you let go of Tom Brady, I mean, seriously, they have a system. Belichick has a system in place for 20 years. When Matt Castle filled in that one year, they ran the exact same system, and they got 11 wins out of it. So they're not going to suddenly break up their system to accommodate one of the new wave quarterbacks in this league. Teddy Bridgewater, to me, being a, a what we call a classic quarterback, highly accurate, he he would seem to be the only guy out there that I can see filling the shoes if Tom Brady does leave. You, you never know. You just look at guys that are starters now that won't be available that could possibly be available. I mean, you look at a guy like Joe Flacco if he's able to come back. You look at a guy like you said in Teddy Bridgewater. If what he decides to do, you look at a guy, and I'm saying guys that have started plenty of games and have had success, I'm assuming that's what he will look for. You look at a guy like Cam Newton, will that work? Probably not. You look at a guy like Andy Dalton, would that work? That could possibly work. So you, I could name four or five guys that have started a ton of games that have had success that Bill Belichick could look to and say, ah, oh, these guys can be effective in what I want to do on offense. And so – I could see Bridgewater. I could see a Joe Flacco. I could see it Andy Dalton. All those guys, I believe, could be effective and do what Brady has done. Now, will they do it to the level of Brady? Absolutely not, but they can be effective. All right. I'm trying to figure out who wants a 43-year-old Tom Brady coming off his worst season. I'm trying to figure this out. All right. Everyone keeps talking about the Colts. Frank Reich has a history with Phillip Rivers. He was his offensive coordinator with the Chargers. If you were the Indianapolis Colts, and by the way, the Colts have $93 million in cap space. They're loaded. 
as opposed to the Saints who have $4 million. We'll get to the Saints situation in a moment. I mean, the Colts have enough cap space to sign two veteran quarterbacks. But let's say they want to keep Brissett, put him back in a reserve role, feeling that, hey, he could be one of the top reserves in this league, as he has proven in the past. And we're going to go after either Tom Brady, 43 years old, or 38-year-old Phillip Rivers. Which one would you choose? I'm taking Brady. But that's a lot of money tied up in your quarterbacks if you're the Colts and you do that because Jacoby Brissett is making a nice chunk of change this year and next year. Uh, wow. that That's tough. I mean, when, when I look at teams, Tom Brady, you the best rosters for Tom Brady, I, I look at two teams and I say skill player-wise and defense, the best two rosters for him would be the Minnesota Vikings and the L.A. Chargers. Those are the best two rosters for Tom Brady because they give you a very good defense they give you a running game, and they give you skilled guys on the outside. He's, he hadn't had that since Moss, Welker, and those guys in, in New England the year they, they went 16-0 and and losing a Super Bowl to the Giants. So those are the teams for me that I look at and say, man, if he can get to one of these two teams, he could have success. All right. As far as cap space is concerned. It, the Vikings ain't happening. Kirk Cousins, I believe, is on $28 million. zero that, cap space. The that, Chargers have cap space. The Chargers have cap space. They also have a terrible offensive line. The Colts have a dynamic offensive line. The Chargers' offensive line is in complete shambles right now. So no matter how much skill set, you know, this goes back to the the Cleveland Browns and why Dorsey's out as the general manager. He built the team backwards. You go got to Odell Beckham, but you don't address the one thing you really needed to address, which is your offensive line. But the Chargers are a team. They don't get rid of the ball quickly. Their passes, they're dropped back down the field. So they have to hold up longer. And so things can always change in a year. I don't know who their offensive line coach is, but they are drafting offensive linemen. And none of them, with not one offensive lineman they drafted under Tom Telesco has even sniffed a single Pro Bowl. Okay, so now, is it that... All these guys that Telesco has drafted, are they all bad? All of them. Or, or, or. Can, He's picked up some good veterans. Or, like or Pouncey do, and Or Oku. do you just look at it and say they haven't been developed? Like, it's always the player that's a bust. But when he's not developed, it's never pointed to the coach hasn't developed him. The coach hasn't gotten the most and the best out of him. It's just the player's a bust. Could it be that the guy that's instructing him and has installed the scheme, just isn't the guy for the job. You don't install your scheme and make the players fit into your scheme. You make your scheme fit the players that you have, and that's what great coaching does. And so, and I'm not saying that that's the case with the Chargers. I'm just saying that's something else to think about. All right. Uh, New England's not the only team with a uncertain future with a 40-plus old quarterback. So are the Saints. What happened? And by the way, a lot of controversy again to end the Saints' season. We'll tell you what their next move is coming up next. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from Ryobi. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the Ryobi leaf blower. No cords, no gas, 
no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Steve Hartman, TJ Hushmanzada. All right, so less than three hours away kickoff. 49ers and Vikings will get this divisional round of the NFL playoffs underway. Let's talk a little bit about the Saints right now after another unbelievable finish to their season. That's three consecutive years. You have the Minneapolis Miracle, obviously the controversial non-call and the pass interference against the Rams, and now you have, was it, offensive pass interference that led to the game-winning touchdown for the Vikings. Let's go to the Pro Bowl wide receiver, TJ Hushmanzada. Uh, from what you saw, by what you understand to be the definition of offensive pass interference, was that offensive pass interference? Yeah, that was <laughs> that's obvious. Uh, it was offensive pass interference. I'm not overturning that call. If I'm the review official, Al Riveron, you, you you can't in that situation. One, two is pe- what Rudolph did is almost that's just a nat. When somebody is that close to you and the ball is coming, it's just a natural thing to do. Is slightly push off, just like for a DB when you're close to him. A natural thing for him to do is try to grab an arm. It's a lot of hand fighting that goes on on every single play. Was it pass interference? Yes. Was it blatant enough to call? PI had they called it live, you can't you don't complain about it. But you can't review that and say, "Oh, I'm gonna call." I, you just can't change that call in that situation. By the way, immediately because uh, Rich Ornberg and I were doing the broadcast here as that game ended, I went to social media. Saints fans were not complaining; they weren't. Uh, they were more upset that their coach got outcoached in that game. That Mike Zimmer did a number 
on Sean Payton. That was the sentiment, the overwhelming sentiment as far as Saints fans were concerned. All right, let's talk about the quarterback situation with the Saints. Okay, first of all, let's talk a little bit about Taysom Hill. That dude is crazy, man. So, wow. so, so when he took off on that one run, I'm like, I had visions of Tim Tebow. I mean, I'm talking about a physical quarterback who literally is running over people. I love it. I haven't seen that since Tebow as far as just running the ball. He also threw a 50-yard pass. I mean, he was the Saints' most effective quarterback in that game. Breeze was ineffective, including that inexplicable fumble where he, you know what he was doing because he saw the guy on top of him. He already had his hands on him. He had the ball. He was trying to throw the ball away, and the ball just slipped out of his hands. You can't do that if you're Drew Brees, but he did. And then you have Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm going to ask you right now, who will be the Saints starting quarterback in 2020? Will it be Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, or Taysom Hill? Oh, it's going to be Drew Brees. They, they had a great year, and unfortunately, a year when you go 13-3 and three doesn't get you a bye. They, they had a great year. They just came up short against a team that was – up front on that defensive line was able to affect Drew Brees. Now, it's, you know, by saying that, Bridgewater's gone because they have zero cap space. Those are decisions that you, you have to make. You Bridgewater played great when he got his opportunity. That that's that's tough. That that that's a tough situation to be in. If Sean Payton really feels like he can get Eight to ten years out of Bridgewater, Bridgewater's going to be the quarterback. If Sean Payton does not feel that that's the case and Drew Brees can give him two to three, I believe you take two to three years of Drew Brees over what Bridgewater's going to bring you just, just because you know Brees is proven, you know. And although you believe Bridgewater can get it done, he hasn't shown that. He played pretty good with the Vikings, and he played very well this year with the Saints. But collectively, defensively, they started to play well. They He was impressive, but I, you, you got to go with the proven commodity, and that's Drew Brees. Is Taysom Hill what he is? In other words, can he be more? Could he be a quarterback in this league? <sighs> if they kind of change the offense similar to what Baltimore has done, with Lamar Jackson, yes. He does not have the quickness. He does not have the speed of Lamar. But he's tough. He can make you miss. He's accurate enough. At least it seems like he could be in the limited passes we've seen him throw. Yeah, I believe he can be effective if you're going to pretty much change your whole offense to kind of just fit him and what he does well. Yeah, because when he gets in the game, man, things happen. Well, I mean, again, he reminds me a lot of Tebow. And it's short spurts, though. When the Broncos readjusted that radical offense that they ran for Tebow, it worked. But he throws, he throws at least, it seems to be, he throws the ball better. I actually like the role that Sean Payton and the Saints have designed for Taysom Hill. Yeah. He's the gunner. So now you got to play everything honest. Don't, you can't all out rush. You can't, you putting him as a tight end, putting him as a quarterback, putting him as a running back, putting him as a, the role that they have designed for him is, for me, it's fantastic. I don't know if you get more out of him as a quarterback or if you just stay with status quo because he's just so dynamic in all the roles that he plays for the team. 
Now, we have been the home of college football on this show all season long. And the man next to me has real ties with Louisiana State University. So, Tigers versus Tigers. LSU and Clemson. One riding a 29-game winning streak. The other, if they have a big win, speaking of LSU, could go down as one of the greatest teams in college football history. Coming up on the other side, we're going to break down Monday's national championship game, and that is coming up next. Oh, yeah, rolling along on what is going to be a big three-day weekend as far as football is concerned. Two NFL playoff games today, two more tomorrow, and then LSU-Clemson for the national championship on Monday. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, still two and a half hours away of kickoff between the Vikings and and the 49ers. So we're going to we're going to skip ahead because this is a Saturday show. We've been all over college football all season long and now after by the way it's going to be 16 days from the semifinals to this championship game. So plenty of time for both Clemson and LSU to get ready for the game. So before we even break down the game itself, the idea that this is the longest extension of time between the semis and the championship game, good or bad for these schools? It's a good thing. It can be no excuses. Everybody should be uh, as close to 100% as you can, you're going to get at this time of the season. It kind of sucks for fan, and fans and just the awareness of the game. It seems like it was forever since Ohio State played Clemson and LSU played Oklahoma. But I'm a fan. I would prefer to have seen it last week, but I'm just going to watch it Monday regardless. Oh, I can't wait for this game. Cannot wait for this game. All right, so the numbers on this game, LSU is a six-point favor. The over-under is 69.5. I think you and I are in lockstep. 69.5, really? Uh, LSU had 62 themselves against Oklahoma. Um, I And LSU, although they have defensive talent, especially on the corners, uh, they're not an absolute lockdown defense. So is that a pretty safe play over 69 and a half? Yeah, I believe it's going to get hit to about the mid-80s. That sounds I, about right. I think LSU, yeah, they, they, both teams will score. Both teams will score often. Uh, and I think one team will take over late in the second half. All right, let's 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 start with LSU right now. Uh, we do have some Joe Burrow sound. Let's hear from the Heisman Trophy winner. I'm going to have to be on my game, reading reading the safeties, reading the coverages, um, seeing blitzes, knowing what covers they usually like to play behind it, but then verifying it post-snap to to make sure that it is what I thought it was. And, you know, that's going to be a key for us. If LSU, if LSU wins this game and they cover the six-point spread, in other words, let's say they have a double-digit victory in this game, and Joe Burrow throws – at least four touchdown passes, which, by the way, is what he's averaging is four touchdown passes a game. couple things. From Joe Burrow's standpoint, you can make an argument, and by the way, he's already won the Heisman by the largest margin ever, that he's had the greatest season of any quarterback in the history of college football. He needs three touchdowns to tie four to break the record for a single season. I know it goes 15 games, but, I mean, five touchdowns puts him at 60 and, oh, by the way, he's also going to break the record for the highest completion percentage for a season. 
Then as far as the team is concerned, if LSU wins this game, this would be their seventh victory against a team ranked in the top 10 when they played unprecedented in the history of college football dating back to when the AP poll began in 1936. So all that being said, and knowing that um, you obviously are very close to this LSU program, if all that happens and LSU wins this game convincingly come Monday night, can we put the 2019 LSU team on a very short list of the greatest single-season teams in college football history? Uh, To answer that question, that's an easy answer, yes. They should be, and this is just my generation of football, on par with the Miami Hurricanes when they were, yeah, when your third-street running back is a first-round pick. Right. And then goes to the NFL and tears it up. Yeah, that 0-1 team. And and so, uh, and I believe it was Clinton Portis, huh? Clinton Portis, they yeah. had McGahee, they had uh, Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. Yeah, they also Najee had... Davenport. I yeah. mean, it was unbelievable. They had the Ed guys, Reed on defense. The guys they had. They had. So, ridiculous. yeah, they would be on par right. with that Miami Hurricanes However, they had team. Ken Dorsey, a quarterback, and I with, think Joe Burrow's much better. With a better quarterback at LSU, mm-hmm. quite possibly a better core mm-hmm. of receivers at LSU. And, and so, yeah, if they win this and Burrow continues to play the way he's played, no question the, this team will go down as, if not, they might be the greatest team in college football history because of the numbers that they've put up. And not only do the, that they put up great numbers, they backed it up with great wins to go along with great numbers. Now, while that would obviously cement LSU's place in history, just think if Clemson wins this game. Back-to-back 15-0 seasons. Back-to-back unprecedented. 30 straight wins. Your quarterback would be 26-0 and 0 as a starting quarterback. I mean, you can already make an argument as he heads into his junior year if he wins this game after his demolition of Alabama in the national championship game last year. If Clemson pulls that off again against this LSU team, 14-0 with six wins against top 10 teams, with the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Joe Burrow, if he outplays Burrow and Clemson wins this game, what does that say about the Clemson Tigers? That they're really good. If if Joe if Trevor Lawrence wins this game, you can make an argument he'll probably play three years of college football and not lose a game. I don't know if anybody has ever done this at this level. Yeah. At playing in a Power Five conference in a college football playoff system to where you're playing. And, and granted, they're, they're not playing great teams week in and week out like LSU and Ohio State does and the SEC and the Big Ten respectively. But you got to beat the teams you play because when you get to the college football, you're playing these teams and you're beating them. If, if Trevor Lawrence can win this game, which I don't think they will, <clears throat> then what he's done is impressive. And he's showing everybody that, He's just a winner, man. He 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 just wins. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter the team. Like, I didn't know Trevor Lawrence had wheels like he did. When he skirted off against Ohio State for 60-plus, I was like, somebody's catching him. Oh, damn. Trevor Lawrence got wheels. And he's big. So, 
Yeah, man, it's going this this game here is going to be one to watch. All right, here's uh, Ed Orgeron, coach of LSU, talking about Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. He can make a decision on a lot of scrimmage whether to hand it off, whether to throw it, the short, easy throws, and then they're going to take shots with those big receivers. He gets a one on one. He's going to he's going to give the ball down the field, and you can see his determination, his grit, and his courage, just like you see in our quarterback. All right, uh, Gavin, if I'm right about this, because I heard Jason McIntyre mention this, in his entire career going back to high school days in Georgia, he's lost one game. One game. That, yep. Is that right? That one is game. correct, yeah. One game in which his defense gave up a touchdown with 12 seconds left. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, definition of a winner, here's what I do know. You're trailing. You got 94 yards in front of you, and you cover that space in four plays against an Ohio State defense that is pretty loaded. Um, this guy's relentless. He really is. Uh, you know, early in the year, I think he was pressing a little bit. Last eight games, he hasn't thrown a single interception. But he seems to be that kind of a quarterback whose game rises with the occasion. We'll for sure find out. That that That's the good thing about it. When I, when I look at the, both teams – Quarterback is a push. Offensive line, I would give to Clemson. Running back would be a push. Receivers, I would give to LSU. Defensive line to Clemson. Linebackers, probably to Clemson or a push. Mm-hmm. How and about uh, second... coaches? Sweeney versus Orgeron. Wow. I'd probably give it to Orgeron. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I lean to Orgeron. By the way, you know, everyone talks about Orgeron and his demeanor and his voice and everything else. Let's make, I'll tell you one thing. Um, by the way, Joe Barry today, their prized assistant coach Brady, said. Joe Brady. Brady. I'm sorry, I said Brady. Joe Brady, their prized assistant coach, says that he would like to stay at LSU as long as they want to keep me. Smart. And when you talk about. It's interesting in the SEC right now with Lane Kiffin taking over at Mississippi, Mike Leach going into Mississippi State. This idea that, you know, this is like this this one year everything came together for LSU and Ed Orgeron. No, no. Understand this. Ed Orgeron is the single best recruiter in the country. No questions asked. And the fact that he's – he's and, and you know what really to me cemented it? was the Heisman speech by Joe Burrow. Well, you talk about a seller. So here's an Ohio kid. He ain't an LSU kid. He ain't a South kid. He's from Ohio. And when he gets up there with real emotion, talking about what Ed Orgeron meant for his career, what he meant to his family, taking a chance on a guy, he says, you didn't even know I could play. And he saw the way Ed Orgeron, let me tell you something. This guy is the ultimate closer. That's why he was around USC for years. I mean, he is the single best recruiter. Why? Because he's genuine. It's a real deal. He is what he is. And when he goes into a parent's home, I guarantee you, they're sold. It's only going to get better for LSU as long as Ed Orgeron's there. As you were talking, there were just two words that came to mind, and you just described them with one of those, and that's genuine and honest. And that that's all you want if I'm a parent. And I'm sending my 17, 18, or 19-year-old with these kids that get held back <laughs> to college. I want to know that, one, you're, you're going to look after him. And, two, he'll be a better man after these three or four years when he leaves than what he was when he got there. 
and, and that's all you can ask for. Athletically, that will all fall into place. But outside of athletics, are you going to affect him in a positive way and help him grow and mature as a human being and as a man? And that's where you see that genuineness of him come out. You you see that, and Burrow said it perfectly. You took a chance on a kid that didn't even, you didn't know if I could play. In essence, I hadn't played a snap, a meaningful snap in three years since high school. You didn't know. If I'm a kid and I want to go to a team and play big-time football for a coach that cares and still have a chance to play in the league, a big chance, I'm going to LSU. Joe Brady's not going anywhere. Look at Joe Brady. And that, that could be why I take Orgeron over Dabo. Look at the offense and just look at how they played when he took over as a head coach. They were two yards in a cloud of dust offense. And slowly but surely, he changed that around because he's thinking, dude, I got all these athletes and we're running this type of offense. I'm going to open it up and we're going to use our athletes, the Odell Beckhams, the Jarvis Landry's that we didn't use in years past. And when we do, look out. And he did that, and it's look out. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we'll have more on that game a little bit later on. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We mentioned the 49ers-Vikings game. Coming up later, the Ravens, who have dominated, dominated this year. I mean, they are just rolling along with the overwhelming favorite to be the league's MVP, Lamar Jackson. Do the Tennessee Titans stand a chance? We'll tell you what they can do that could give the Ravens some trouble. Coming up next. I want winners. Thank you, guys. Go Tigers. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day Savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Wow. Yeah, they don't know nothing about that. <laughs> they like chocolate. Putting them as a huh? tight end. Putting them as a quarterback. Putting them as a running back. <laughs> hey, hey, it's the yeah. beat factory in here. Wow. <laughs> Good stuff. Steve Harmon, TJ Hushmanzada with you. Great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Geico, yeah. It only takes 50 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com. See how much you could save. All right. Game two today. The Baltimore Ravens hosting the Titans. By the way, you know, we're hearing about the weather. Like right now in Kansas City, it's below 20 degrees. It's supposed to warm up tomorrow. So putting we really him as a don't... tight end, putting him as a quarterback, <laughs> putting him as a running back. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so we don't know what the weather in Kansas City is going to be. It's not supposed to be as severe as it is today. One thing we do know, though, it is going to be cold and snowy in Green Bay, and that's the late game. Get this. You know what the weather is in Baltimore today? Mid-60s. California. It's actually 10 degrees warmer in Baltimore right now than it is in San Francisco. So weather will not, not be a factor in tonight's game between the Ravens and the Titans. All right, so the Titans beat New England. How did they beat New England? They gave the ball to Derrick Henry 34 times, over 180 yards rushing. I see where Wake Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, saying, this guy looks like one of those players that that kids create on Madden. Like, he's not even real. We're talking about a 6'3 running back who weighs 250 pounds, runs a 4'5", 40, and he never seems to get tired. He wears down the defense. So, can you possibly see this Ravens team, this Ravens team's defense being worn down like New England's was, by this monster, Derrick Henry. Nope. Wow. I can't I can't see it happen. The Ravens aren't giving up 180 yards on the ground. That's just not gonna happen. From Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, Lodi Nada, and now you move forward to this new batch of kids in here that they have playing. The Ravens are going to play defense. They are not, and we they're not going to let Tennessee just run the ball down our throats. They'll play cover zero and say, you're just going to beat us over the, over the top before we let you. This game here is going to be the fastest played game in the playoffs. Both teams want to run the ball. The clock is going to constantly be running. This game is going to be over so fast. Both teams might have, what, six, seven possessions max. All right. So, okay. So, if you're saying Ravens are going to go all out to make sure that Derrick Henry does not beat him in this game. They'll be smart about it. Well, I'm just saying, if you're Tennessee, do you counter with the thought that, all right, they're going to expect us to just pound, pound, pound the ball, 
and we're going to unleash an aerial attack that they never they never were ready for. Did the Titans have it in their arsenal to have such a passing attack triggered by Ryan Tannehill? Oh, they they can beat you over the top now with AJ Brown mm-hmm. and Corey Davis. It's not like they can't throw the ball and they don't have weapons on out. They can do that now. This is what I'm saying. If it comes to that, Baltimore might, might be able to stop the run without overcommitting. They, they, it's a possibility they can stop the Titans from running the ball without overcommitting. If they can't, then they'll have to overcommit to stop the run. I, I don't believe it will get to that point. Well, they'll have to overcommit because I believe I believe they'll stop it without that. But if it comes to that. That's what they'll do. You just can't let a team bleed the clock. And you're a team that wants to bleed the clock. So something's going to have to give. By the way, they're just showing a shot outside of Arrowhead. Again, that game will be tomorrow. It is snow everywhere. But, again, it's supposed to warm up a little bit tomorrow. Uh, keep our eye on it the weather report. It won't be 15. It'll be 23. Uh, no, no, no. It's supposed <laughs> to have a high of 40 tomorrow. So we don't know. I mean, today it's ridiculous. I mean, it is a cold day in Kansas City. All right, so let's let's talk about Tennessee defending the Ravens. Here's the only concern I have for Lamar Jackson, who has just had a phenomenal year. I mean, just his numbers are just so off the charts. It's it's ridiculous. The improvement from one year to the next, uh, almost unprecedented in the history of the NFL. However, he sat out week 17 and then he had a bye week, so it'll be three weeks between games for him. Physically, I don't think that matters at all. But he's been quoted several times talking about his ineffectiveness at home against the Chargers in their playoff loss a year ago and how you're going to see a much different Lamar Jackson this time around. Well, we know he's a better quarterback, but is it possible if the Titans can come up with some kind of deception early in the game where Lamar Jackson, anxious to prove that, what you saw last year is gone forever, then he may force a couple of things, force a throw, you know, try to make things happen early to show the world that, oh, yeah, I am the best player in the league. And if he does that, he might make mistakes early. Is that possible? Of course it's possible. Is it uh, more likely to happen or not happen? I'm going to say more likely to not happen. He was a rookie last year that didn't start till basically midway through the season. And, and so you beat the Chargers team out here in L.A., they come back in the playoff game, give you different looks, force you to throw the ball, and you just weren't effective. The confidence that he's playing with right now, it when you have played as well as he's played this year, and they haven't, I think they're on, what is it, a 12-game win streak? Yes. Your confidence is at an all-time high there's no need to force anything because you feel like at any point when I need to turn it on, I can turn it on. He's the fastest guy on the field every time he steps on the field. So if I can't do it via the pass, I know I can do it with my legs because there's nobody on that Tennessee Titans defense that if I get a corner, that can get me. The only way I can see the Titans winning this game they have to score first. They have to. Um, and I'm not going to say that's the difference in the game. I mean, Titans go up 7 nothing. Is it over? No, it's not over for the Ravens. But if it's 7 nothing Ravens, game over. 
I mean, this Ravens team has just been, they haven't just been beating people. They have been destroying teams week after week. I mean, some of the games they've had this year, think about their blowout of the Rams, the blowout of the Texans. I mean, they're just annihilating teams. So, you know, they're one of those teams that build on their own momentum. And if they get it early, forget it. They're going to steamroll the Titans. So somehow, some way, the Titans have to get on the board first. I'm not even saying that if they get on the board first, they're going to win. But at least it would give them a, a shot, a Hail Mary shot of winning this game. I mean, emotion, man, it's it's tough. The prior weekend, last weekend, you go on the road, you beat New England. To go on the road again and beat a better Baltimore team, that is hard to do. And it shows. Just look at the game plan. Mm-hmm. They trust Ryan Tannehill, but do they really? Do the, threw the ball 15 times last week. That in this day and age, that's unprecedented. Fifteen times, and so they want to shorten the game. They're going to try to pound Baltimore on the run. Baltimore, at least historically, they don't get pounded. They you don't out physical the Baltimore Ravens. That's just something that we don't see. We haven't seen. I don't see it happening. You don't out physical. The Baltimore Ravens, and that's what the Tennessee Titans are going to try to do, and that's what's going to make it difficult for them. Yeah, time of possession sometimes can be a little overrated. Not in this game. Uh, somehow, some way, the Titans have to control that clock with Derrick Henry, or it is going to be a blowout in favor of the Ravens. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. By the way, we're going to get into one of the teams not in the playoffs this year, but making a lot of noise. But first, let's bring back Mr. David Gascon. I'm watching uh, North Dakota State. What is like 12 straight championships? Or what is this for this North Dakota State team? Oh, they're 15-0 with their head coach. Was it Mike Entz? Yeah. I mean, they just win this championship every single year, don't they? Seems like it, right? I mean. <laughs> and they're kind of like, what, UConn women's basketball yeah. or yeah. Tennessee? They, so the FCS should just become the. Man, they, uh, need to move, they need to move them up then. Yeah, exactly. Move them up. You're winning it all the time. Move them up. You guys, uh, you guys like any of the game, the lines for these divisional round matchups at all? I know Steve, you're big into college football, and you kind of skirted the opportunity of giving Gavin a pick today. But uh, man, the spread is so it. wide in these games. It's so crazy. It's the playoffs, and the spreads are so big. They are yeah. the uh, the uh, of the NFL games. Four and a half is the spread. Green Bay over Seattle. That's the smallest spread of the game. Yeah, you got Kansas City at nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Baltimore at nine and a half. San yeah. Francisco at seven. seven. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, at least one road team is going to outright win. Seahawks. Wow. No. It's the Vikings, man. Poop fest. <laughs> Hello, Minnesota. How could I go against the Vikings when my preseason prediction was a Vikings Chiefs Superman? It, okay, Steve, what do you do? Hypothetically speaking, what do you do if Kirk Cousins becomes the Super Bowl MVP? I'm going to give myself credit because I picked him <laughs> as the MVP. I didn't specify regular season or Super Bowl MVP. But, uh, yeah. Get really good odds on that right now. I'll bet you do. <laughs> oh, man. It's always about the odds. Like that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think they're going to cover, though. I think the Vikings will cover for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it can be a hell of a game. Uh, guys, right now you mentioned the FCS championship game. Lance will throw on third and 23. Steps up. He will run. Lance to the 40, to the 35, to the 30. Lance, 20, 15, 10, 5. Try in there, baby. He scores. On third and 23, the Walter Payton Award winner to the house. 
Trey Lance, 22 carries for 138 yards in the one TD. North Dakota State leading James Madison in the FCS title game, 28-13. College basketball scene today, number 16, Villanova triumphant over Georgetown, 80-66. Kentucky beat Alabama. Right now, at the break, Baylor and Kansas right now are going at it, but Baylor has been smothering them so far. In the opening half, they actually led 37-24. Kansas, a little bit of a run, so they've closed the gap to within seven. It's 41-34, Baylor with the lead. Number 13, Louisville leads at Notre Dame, 19-14, and just underway, Penn State and Wisconsin. Badgers have a quick 2-0 lead. Fellas, one thing that you guys have not mentioned, defense travels. Tennessee's defense travels. I think they're going to be okay today. Yeah, but they haven't played a team like the Ravens. Ah. Or a quarterback like has, Lamar Jackson. Wait, has Baltimore played a team like Tennessee? Uh, have they played a team like Tennessee? They played, uh, well, they played again, a dynamic the, the team. St- the Steelers want to run the ball. Not They're not as effective running it as mm. Tennessee is, but they, they want to run the ball. They, they want to be physical. That's the thing about playing in the AFC North. Those teams in that division want to run the ball. Now, they don't do it as effectively as Tennessee does, but – that's why it's hard to out-physical Baltimore because that's what they're built on. By the way, Nick Chubb had some big rushing numbers this year for Cleveland, did he not? Huge. Huge numbers, right? So, yeah, I mean, there, there's they've faced a few running teams out there. All right, thank you very much, David. I uh, do want to say Adam Thielen is uh, practicing right now on yes. the field. Looks terrific. Doesn't have a big wrap on that left ankle. Uh, he's moving around, running routes. Nah, they're playing games out there. You know, they, oh, Thielen, man, he, he can barely walk, I'm sure. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I have said this on more than one occasion on this show and every other show I do. Mike McCarthy is one of the most overrated coaches ever. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I have, and to me, wow. This was proven two years ago when Aaron Rodgers went down, Brett Hundley came in at quarterback, and he made no adjustments. None. Zero. You know, it's always that dynamic when you have a quarterback and a coach, you know, that have all these years together with success. Who made who? Well, in Green Bay, there's no doubt Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy because when Brett Hundley came in, there was no adjustment. None. And look what Doug Peterson did when he loses Carson Wentz. They made adjustments to make Nick Foles comfortable and effective, and they won a Super Bowl. McCarthy was incapable of doing so. And also, a year ago, when McCarthy was fired, think the Packers miss him after back-to-back missing the playoffs? Oh, that's right. They won 13-3 and this year. And the guy that was shoving him out the door was Aaron Rodgers. The idea that Mike McCarthy, who apparently sold Jerry Jones on the idea that in this year off, after the Jets said, no, we're not interested, that he's changed his tune, that he's become more adaptable to, you know, all the analytics and everything else going on and out there. The fact that Jerry Jones bought that, Mike McCarthy is who he is. A guy that was in the right place at the right time. And by the way, with the quarterback that was hailed as the greatest talent at quarterback for a decade, he went to one Super Bowl. One. All right, so that's my thought on Mike McCarthy becoming the head coach of the Cowboys. If you think the Cowboys are better with Mike McCarthy, they're not. That's my opinion. What do you say, TJ? 
My opinion is obviously not going to be as strong as yours, Steve. Mm. It's one of those things. The head coach, and I said it earlier, is more of a psychologist. Be able to relate to the players. Be able to get them to buy in what what you want. Now, where where they come in, certain things that you said, Mike McCarthy, you were lucky enough to coach Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. It's not many people that can say, oh, who are your two quarterbacks? Have you been a head football coach in the NFL? And now you're going to Dak Prescott and not just him, Ezekiel Elliott, in that offense. And so a lot of this, sometimes it pays to be lucky. Sometimes it pays to have great players, but you still have to get the most out of them. People can say, oh, he only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. But you can't say only the number one in the same breath as a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. And so for me, they wanted a coach that had experience, that has won games, and has been to the mountaintop. He's the only one that fit the criteria. If that's the path they want to go down, I ask you, who else could they have hired that would have been the splash hire or you felt they've done a better job? I'll tell you exactly who they should have hired. Marvin Lewis. Look, this is a team that is far more deficient on the defensive side of the football than they are at the offensive side of the football. Marvin, in my opinion, would have been a much better selection, and it's not just because I played for him. I said this as look well. Look at the Bengals now and look at the Bengals last year. Yeah, and look at the Packers a- now after Mike McCarthy left. That's all I say. So the Packers skyrocket the second McCarthy leaves and the Bengals crater when Marvin Lewis leaves. Literally. I mean, one team is at 13 and 3, the other's at 2 and 14 after their longtime coaches leave. I'm sorry. Isn't it pretty obvious which coach mattered more to their team? Mike McCarthy with the Packers or Marvin Lewis with the Bengals? So it, it when I when I saw that they interview Marvin and then it was just Mike McCarthy I was like oh yeah Marvin is the better guy but everybody wants to hire the offensive coach that they feel can bring some splash to the offense the Dallas Cowboys didn't lose because their offense was incompetent last year they lost because their defense didn't show up in the games that they needed them to show up in and so for me good luck to the Cowboys but yeah I'm with you I believe Marvin Lewis would have been a better hire than Mike McCarthy, but Mike McCarthy has only, as you would say, one Super Bowl, and people really value that. Meanwhile, the Cowboys hire Mike Nolan as their defensive coordinator. You ready for this? Mike Nolan has been the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, the Washington Redskins, the New York Jets, the Baltimore Ravens, the Denver Broncos, the Miami Dolphins, and the Atlanta Falcons. And he hasn't been a coordinator since 2014. This will be the eighth different team that he has served as they hope defensive eight, coordinator. They, they hope the eighth time is the charm. <laughs> Uh, am I missing something there? Because I guarantee you the reason he's been the coordinator now for eight different teams is that 
in most cases, the only exception is when he was the uh, Ravens defensive coordinator. By the way, he wasn't their coordinator when they won that first Super Bowl, Ray Lewis. He inherited all that unbelievable talent that they have. And then he got the 49ers head coaching job. Uh, and that was an absolute disaster uh, with a record of 18 and 37. So um, I don't know what Jerry Jones is doing. You know, I, I really reason, have no clue what they're doing. The reason he is the coordinator, and that's the biggest problem, and it's not just football, it's in life. Mike Nolan was a head coach, and Mike McCarthy was what? His coordinator with the 49ers. So it's like, oh, you hired me? I'm going to return the favor and hire you. And that's what these guys do in the NFL. He might be a great candidate, but I know for a fact Mike McCarthy knows Mike Nolan, wants to be a defensive coordinator again. Okay, you looked out for me, so now I'm going to return the favor and look out for you. Instead of finding a guy that has paid his dues, that can really, really coach, give him an opportunity to be a first-time D coordinator, but they kind of go with the safe and the comfortable hire. My friend, it's a good old boys thing. You, 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 my homeboy. I'm gonna hire you, and that goes on. It will never stop. Hopefully, uh, this will be his eighth and final team <laughs> as being a defensive coordinator. But it wouldn't surprise me if he got another opportunity if this doesn't work out. All right, so I am going to say that the Cowboys will be no better off in 2020 than they were in 2019. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to come on and eat my words. I'm pretty safe in thinking that that's not going to happen. So you're saying they're going to be eight and eight? They're going to be in nine and seven? Maybe. Maybe. They're going to be a non factor, just like they've been for the last 25 years. A non factor as far as winning a championship in the National Football League. Very, very disappointing. Man, he should have got, if that, you're a Cowboys he got fan. that seven year deal. Should have tried to Matt rule him. I don't know about Matt Rule either. I mean, Carolina's really rolling the dice on Matt Rule. I mean, wow. Seven years? What, $9 million? Actually, I think he can actually make $70 million if all things go well. He better win. In that contract. He better win. Well, man. he better figure out what his quarterback situation is right off the bat. Show me the money! He's, what he did at Baylor, I would assume he's going to want Cam Newton in at least for the next couple years. Well, he went from 111 to 11 win season in two years. Yeah, amazing turnaround, right? Did the same thing at Temple, but uh, this is the National Football League. The National Football League. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. A couple of games tomorrow we definitely want to get into, uh, especially the Kansas City Chiefs. Is this the year that Andy Reid, will finally hoist the Lombardi Trophy. We're going to tell you, coming up next. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance and you could save an average of 20%. A better pairing than pineapple and pizza. There, I said it. Call 1-800-FARMERS for a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Second and goal for the five. Ben throws to Robbie Stable to catches. Lunges across the goal line. Touchdown, JMU. Yeah, that was WSVA 92.1 FM Bison Radio Network. It's not over yet. 
North Dakota State trying to win their championship. Eighth time in nine years of looking for against the only school that has broken that streak. That would be James Madison. 28-20, North Dakota State leading in the FCS championship game. we got four and a half minutes to go. Madison in desperate need of a stop, but North Dakota State doing what they do. They're moving the ball right now. They're already in James Madison uh, territory. You've been watching this game here, TJ. You like what you see? Yeah, I like the quarterback from North Dakota. The receiver, number one, I don't know his name, but both of those guys, they look like they can both play. All right, Andy Reid. Tight end also. That tight end. Tight end's got 16 (laughs) touchdowns this year. That's a lot for any tight end. I don't care what level you're playing at. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about the Chiefs as they get ready for the uh, Houston Texans. We'll we'll get to a little more detail of that game, but I want to focus on Andy Reid right now. Andy Reid seems to fall in a lineage of coaches. It started with Chuck Knox, highly successful coach in the 70s and the 80s, got to the playoffs seemingly every year, never got to a Super Bowl. Then there was Marty Schottenheimer, winning coach, one of the very few coaches to have won 200 games in his career, could not win championship games in the playoffs. Now, Andy Reid has already done one thing those two guys never did. He actually got to a Super Bowl, but he lost. At what point, or is it necessary for Andy Reid to solidify his legacy as one of the premier coaches of all time, does he have to win a Super Bowl or what he's done with the Chiefs uh, and the and the, and the Eagles before that? Has he already earn his spot as one of the great coaches in NFL history? Well, the the way this works, I mean, it's just in every sport, and when you talk historically, coach or player, you would like for them to have a championship to be considered as such. And, and so to solidify himself on the route, the Mount Rushmore of coaches, he's going to have to win one, if not two, Super Bowls and for the next 12 to 15 years, he's going to be given that opportunity when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, Tyreek Hill, Travis. He has a window now to where he has the best young quarterback in the league, and so that window for him is going to be wide open. But to be put in a category with those guys, the Bill Walshes, the Bill Belichicks, the Jimmy Johnson type coaches, you're going to have to win and you're going to have to win Super Bowls to be put in the same conversation with those guys. You look at the top 10 winningest coaches, regular season in the history of the NFL, Shula, Hallis, Belichick, Landry, Lambeau, top five. And then you have Andy Reid at six, Schottenheimer at seven, Chuck Knoll, of course, four Super Bowls at eight, Dan Reeves never won a Super Bowl at nine, and the aforementioned Chuck Knox at 10. So, what do Knox, Reeves, and Schottenauer have in common? They're not in the Hall of Fame. All the other guys who won championships on this list are in the Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. He's too good of a coach. Man, Andy Reid is so creative. Now, you talk about Mike McCarthy not uh, changing. And, and that Andy Reid has been so adaptable with his offense. Like This is not the same offense he ran when he had Alex Smith. This is not the same offense he ran in Philadelphia with McNabb. He's adapting and changing as the players adapt and change. And so 
I believe he's going to get one. But to be put in that conversation with the Mike Shanahan's and those type of guys, he, he's going to have to win one. Yeah, so uh, at least that seems to be the standard as far as the Hall of Fame is concerned. you got to win a championship. Andy Reid is the sixth winningest coach in the history of the National Football League regular season, but he's not won a championship. We're going to get into that game because not only do we have the Chiefs side of things, but how about Deshaun Watson? Talk about one of the great clutch quarterbacks in NFL history. Much more on this Fox Football Saturday coming up next. Ah, yes. Ah. It's like a football dream. Two games today, two games tomorrow, and oh yeah, a national championship game coming up on Monday. Once again, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. You know, when you look at these matchups over these next couple of days in the NFL, these are some pretty good matchups. But not according to the odds makers. They see routes all over the place. Baltimore's a nine and a half point favorite. Kansas City's a nine and a half point favorite. 49ers are a seven point favorite. Even Green Bay, four and a half point favorite against Seattle. Now we know based on history, it's it's rare. I don't know if it, I, I I'd have to look it up the last time it's happened that the home team has won all four games in the divisional round leading into the conference championship games. Maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't. But in all likelihood, one or more of these games is going to go down to the wire. So am I looking at, let, let's get back to the idea of home field advantage. I'm sorry, didn't we just have a week where two, three seeds led by Hall of Fame quarterbacks lost to six seeds? Did that not just happen last week? We did see that, and it was two teams that I think everybody thought could make a run at it and, and end up in Miami. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be upsets every week. It, it's just which ones and which teams are complete enough that they can pull off the upset on the road. And, and for me, when I when I look at the teams and I say, oh, they can run the ball. Well, they can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, they can play good defense. I don't see them upsetting them, but I if they did, it wouldn't shock me would be the Vikings because they have the components of a well-rounded team that if they could pull off the upset, I, I could see that. I can also see Seattle beating Green Bay, not likely in Lambeau, with the way Seattle was played the entire season, they've kind of their their victories have been just enough. They haven't really blown a team out, and they every game has been tightly contested, which plays them bodes well for them in the playoffs. But that it would be either the Vikings upsetting San Francisco or the Seahawks beating Green Bay, and I don't see that happening. I would if I had to pick an upset, it would be the Vikings over the 49ers. All right, let's get to the Chiefs and Texans. Let's go back to the 2017 NFL draft. The Chicago Bears moved up into that two slot to get a quarterback, the quarterback, they oh, thought. Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Later in that round, the Chiefs moved up to take a quarterback who, I don't know, had lost as many games as he won in the college level Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech. 
And then the Houston Texans feel like, wow, we got lucky. Deshaun Watson, who, based on his career at Clemson, certainly had the best credentials going into that draft, falls into their lap at number 12. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. So coming out of college, Watson's got all the hype. Mahomes, you don't know. We've seen Texas Tech quarterbacks. They put up glossy numbers. They don't win. And even more importantly, their game never translates to the NFL. Graham Harrell, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you can go down the list of all those Mike Leach quarterbacks over the years. Didn't translate. Obviously, Mahomes has been the exception. I want to start with Mahomes first. Because he is a different quarterback than he was a year ago. Now, he had injuries, but since he's come back, we're not seeing 400 yards passing. We're not seeing four or five touchdown passes. They're not throwing the ball as frequently as they did a year ago when he put up those ridiculous 50 touchdown, 5,000 yards. So, forget the numbers. Is he a better quarterback than he was a year ago? Because the numbers tell one story. What do you see? He's a better quarterback just off of maturity and experience. Nobody really knows how he felt coming back from his knee injury early in the year. I, I would assume he was nowhere near 100%. But what Kansas City has done is they're trying to evolve, run the ball a little more effectively, keep the defense off the field, which I believe in turn helps Mahomes with his play-action game. But teams, when you play the Chiefs, you're afraid of one thing. Patrick Mahomes hitting Tyreek Hill over the top, hitting Sammy Watkins over the top, hitting Nicole Hardman over the top. You don't want that. And so a lot of teams just kind of play back, give them everything underneath. Please run the ball because they're so explosive. They can be on the 10-yard line coming out. And how many teams – like you're guarding the whole field when you play the Kansas City Chiefs. And so they, they've evolved. They've evolved, and Andy Reid has evolved as a play caller knowing – we're going to have to run the ball effectively if we want to get to where we want to go. And, and for me, you want to see that you're not going to beat any team in the playoffs or you're for sure not going to win a Super Bowl one way, whether it's just running the ball or throwing the ball. You have to be multiple and you have to be able to do both whenever you want to do it, not when you have to do it. Yeah, I, I like what what we're doing. I mean, it, it wasn't sustainable. In other words, you say, well, how do you top that season – I think from the very beginning, Andy Reid said, we're not. We're not going to tie. And by the way, it was a very similar story to Dan Marino, who in his second year of the NFL shattered the record books. You know, 48 touchdowns, broke the record by 12. First guy ever to get to 5,000 yards. He never got there again. They modified things, and he continued to be effective all the way to a Hall of Fame career. Uh, let's go to Deshaun Watson now. Is Deshaun Watson where you thought he was going to be in year three of his NFL career? Yeah. Deshaun Watson, I, I felt that year should have been the first or second pick of the draft, in, in my opinion, just just off what he did at Clemson. Dude was a straight winner. Yeah. I mean, he basically knocked out Mike Tyson, which was beating Alabama, which nobody thought was going to happen. And so, uh, Even when he lost Alabama, Nick Saban had no defense for they him. They couldn't stop him. Yeah. And, and so, not surprised by uh, what Deshaun Watson is doing. Once the Texans fortified that offensive line and fortified 
the protection up front, it, it's going to be scary because he he has weapons. Offensively at the receiver position with Hopkins, if Will Fuller can stay healthy, Kenny Stills, the run game can be better, but but it, it's good enough. He just needs a little more help up front. And for him, it, it's one of those things where the draft is an inexact science because you goes Miles Garrett, if I'm not mistaken, Mitchell Trubisky. Right. And then even the 49ers, you draft Solomon Thomas, who was the third pick, and he's the last guy in that defensive rotation right? with the 49ers. So they, they in essence, they blew it too. And, and so the draft is inexact. But, yeah, Deshaun Watson has lived up to expectations. I thought when he when he slid where he did, I was like, wow. Yeah, and it was unbelievable. Now, remember, the eighth pick <laughs> in the draft was McCaffrey. John Charger, Ross was nine, if I'm not mistaken. Chargers passed on McCaffrey to take Mike Williams, the wide receiver, out of uh, Clemson. They also had a chance of taking the quarterback of the future. They could have taken Mahomes. They could have taken Deshaun Watson. The day after that draft, I'll never forget what Phillip Rivers said. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, did not Corey Davis get drafted that year? Top, I think he went fifth to Tennessee, correct? Yeah, let's go back over that draft. So I believe the, Corey Davis was the fifth pick of the draft all that right. year. Garrett won, Trubisky oh, yeah, two, Thomas. Leonard Fournette was four, Corey Davis was five. Jamal Adams, good player. Number six of the Jets, Mike Williams, McCaffrey. Here was the bust. John Ross, the wide receiver by the Bengals. Woof. I mean, look at the Cardinals. Because remember he ran that 4-2-40? Yes. Hassan Reddick with the 13th pick. I mean, dra- again. I mean, look at Lattimore at number 11. This is a loaded it's draft. It's an inexact science. You just don't know who can play, who can't play, who can get it done, who who mentally is ready to be put in that situation, who's ready to be thrown into the fire from a mental perspective. Because physically, man, the guys are pretty much what and what. It's mentally uh, who can process information quickly and who can thrive in those type of situations. And those guys are normally the guys that, that have that ultimate success. How about uh, how about three guys that were taken in the third round that year? Uh, Alvin Kamara, Chris Godwin, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Very inexact, ain't it? Huh? Three Pro Bowlers uh, in the third round of that draft. I, I guess George my, I, Kittle went in the fifth round of that draft. I mean, you're going to look back on that 2017 draft as one of the greatest drafts of all time as far as just sheer talent is concerned. It's already there in year three of that draft. Um, I guess my question about Deshaun Watson is where's the consistency? I mean, he's all over the map. Now, again, what he did to pull out that game against the Bills, a game that the Bills seemingly had, and by the way, is is Josh Allen still hyperventilating right now? Could you believe that lateral play that he tried? I mean, he was in full panic mode. At some point, you got to settle your quarterback down. But in the end, Deshaun Watson breaks free, makes what turns out to be the key play to pull out that game. But where is the consistency with Deshaun Watson? The Houston Texans as a whole are just very inconsistent. They, if I'm not mistaken, they beat – New England Patriots, and then the next week get crushed by a rookie quarterback, Drew Locke, and the Denver Broncos. It's 38 like, points to give up to Denver. Huh? Yeah. You Like, how do you do this in back-to-back weeks? They're just very, they're just an inconsistent team. And a lot of it, the protection up front isn't there, and when the protection is there, he'll hold on to the ball because when you're a great athlete and you know you can make plays with your legs from the quarterback position – Sometimes you have a tendency, instead of just throwing it away or taking what they give you, you want the big play because you always have big play potential. And, and so 
he'll he'll learn that as he matures and that protection gets a little better. It's okay to throw the ball away. It's okay to take a three or four yard gain and live for the next play. And that that's gonna come with experience. By the way, I'll give you two more names out of that twenty seventeen draft. TJ Watt, Dalvin Cook. Were they both? That's a, Dalvin Cook was second round. Wasn't that, that second round yeah. pick, yeah. TJ Watt was late first round. Late first, yeah. yeah. That's that's a hell of a draft. I mean, we're we're laying out guys that uh, may end up in Canton one day. All right, a lot of those names eventually could end up in Canton. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We can't leave without a little more on the on the Monday game. I mean, seriously. I mean, two fourteen and zero teams, one riding a twenty nine game winning streak. And the other team that could place themselves with the greatest single-season teams ever. 150 years of college football, what LSU has done this year. We'll have much more on that coming up next. This summer, click into Memorial Day Savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day Savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Steve Harbin and TJ Hushmanzada. All right. We are a little more than an hour away of kicking off. The NFL division around playoff weekend as the 49ers will host the Minnesota Vikings. Weather is good in San Francisco, clear, probably mid-50s. Uh, and, and believe it or not, it's going to be even warmer in Baltimore tonight. That's not the problem. The problem is tomorrow. It is snowing in Kansas City. It is freezing right now in Kansas City. Let me find, uh, let's see if we can get uh, 
a weather report update in Kansas City right now. It is 17 degrees right now in Kansas City, Missouri. 17. However, it's supposed to warm up to 40 tomorrow. So we'll see. And it's not supposed to be snowing. As far as Green Bay is concerned, well, Green Bay is Green Bay. Uh, It is right now 22 degrees in Green Bay. The high tomorrow is 23 degrees. And that's the late game. I'm sure you played some late games in that kind of weather. So by the time we get to the second half of that Packers-Seahawk game, uh, just how cold are we talking about? And by the way, cold is relative, isn't it? I mean, you played in a very cold city in Cincinnati, but when we talk about cold, there's – you know, like New York cold, there's Green Bay cold. See, the thing is, is the wind chill. Right. If it's not raining or it's not windy, for me, it didn't matter how cold it was. Right. Because when you're on the field and the play's going, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about how cold you are or you're not even thinking, I'm cold. It's during the timeouts and when you're on the bench. When you're on the bench, the seats are heated. So it's it's really not a problem. It's the wind chill. If the wind is blowing, it's going to be a problem. But if the wind isn't blowing, cold is cold. Like 10 degrees feels like 40 degrees when it's if right. there's no wind. All right. So uh, that's the weather report for tomorrow. All right. I'm, I'm going to skip ahead to Monday. Down in New Orleans. Big easy. Urban wow, Street's going to be flooded. All those LSU fans making the track from Baton Rouge and parts all over the country, taking on a team that's looking for their third championship in four years, a team on a 29-game winning streak with a quarterback who's only lost one game ever, including his high school days. I mean, we're, we're talking about Joe Burrow, who won the Heisman Trophy by the biggest margin ever, and he followed that up by throwing seven touchdowns and a half against Oklahoma, over 400 yards in that half, against Trevor Lawrence. Oh, man. When he took off on that big 60-yard run, do you think there were mouths salivating in the NFL like, oh, 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 I can't wait to see this guy in the NFL. I'm not sure people realized or thought he had that type of speed. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dude was out running guys from Ohio State's defense and Ohio State's defense is sending guys to the league. Like, multiple guys off that defense will play in the league for a long time. They and have so, two guys that might be in the top five in the draft. That's no might. They're both going to be in the top five in Young and yeah. Akuda. Yeah. But the mm. way he got out talking Trevor Lawrence was mm. impressive. And then and he, he's a big boy. And then on his final drive, he took the team 94 yards and four plays against that Ohio State defense. Four plays. Yeah, it was just bang, 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 touchdown. Oh. It's, 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 this, that's why I say this game is going to be – it's going to be a hell of a game. I, I just – the way LSU was played against the best teams all year, this is their year, man. Six teams this they is, defeated who are ranked in the – top. it's already a record. This is their – you tell me one team in college football this year that could have gone through the schedule LSU has gone through and come out unscathed and undefeated with the margin of victory that they had – I'm going to say none. It, it's it's impressive what they've done. You face a Georgia team with that type of defense, they can't stop you. Alabama, they couldn't stop you. These t- Auburn, with the, they couldn't stop you. Slowed them down, Auburn did. And, and so I just have a hard time looking at it and say, 
oh, now Clemson is going to be the team that can stop LSU. It's just not going to happen. They are averaging 49 points a game. That is uh, number one in the nation, 49 points per game. And as you mentioned, it's not just the fact that they have won all these games. You know, (laughs) six wins against teams ranked in the top ten where they play them at Texas, at Alabama, Georgia. Where was that uh, SEC championship game, remind me? Uh, Atlanta. Then they beat Oklahoma. So, I mean, it it really is a, an opportunity for this team to go down in the argument of the greatest single-season team in the history of college football if they win this game. I, I want to detour for a second here on Joe Burrow. Before the season began, there was no question that Tua Tungabailoa was going to be the number one pick in the 2020 NFL draft. No question. Special talent. And then he had the injury. And then all of a sudden, Joe Burrow happened. Now, let's assume for a second, TJ, because the earliest that we're probably going to be able to see Tua on a field is April. I mean, I, I would assume that. that that would be smart on his, his behalf and the people that are right. advising him. But that is before the draft. So let's say he gets a clean bill of health going into the NFL draft. How's that going to affect his draft status? I mean, are we going to see teams as we see, you know, you just mentioned in 2017, the Bears moved up to get Mitchell Trubisky. If you have a healthy Tua Tungavailoa, is he the number one pick? The Bengals pass on Joe Burrow for him. How do you see that dynamic working out as far as the top of the 2020 NFL draft? Tua, regardless, if he – if we assume with technology and the way medicine is today, he's going to be okay. He should be a top five to six pick. Wherever, I don't know. If I'm the Bengals, I'm trading the first pick because I know Washington wants Chase Young. Yes. They're two. Yes. I know the Giants want Chase Young. And number four, yes. So can you try to work the Giants into saying you better move up because if not, you're going to face Chase Young for the next 12 years. So even if Burrow were taken – if I'm the Bengals, I'm okay. I mean, the Lions are sitting at three. I'm If I'm the Bengals, I'm okay dropping to four. Even if you lose Joe Burrow and have and to settle for Tua Tunga by law? 100%. Right. 100% because yeah. if I got to settle for Tua or Burrow, I'm good. I'm good. And, and so. Do you see the Pistons using it on the quarterback? You Do I see who? Piss, I'm not the Pistons. I mean the Lions. The Lions? No. Matthew Stafford is good, dude. I know he is. No. Matthew Stafford but, is but you, good. What you can see is teams moving up. I mean, everyone's going to try and to move up. That's what I'm like. You know the Washington Redskins are taking Chase Young. Giants, give us your fourth pick. Give us another pick. And I live with whomever I get between right. Tua and Burrow. That's the smart move. That's the move that should be made. Because if not, the Redskins are going to have – a San Francisco-like 49er defensive line. They're going to have Montez Sweat, Payne, the kid from Alabama, Allen from Alabama, and Chase Young. What you going to do with that? If What Tua, you going to do with that? If Tua gets a clean bill of health, but understanding he's had other injuries even before this hip injury. Man, you, with his talent, yeah, Steve, you take that chance. All right, Tua but, is But would good. you take him over Burrow? No. I like Burrow over Tua just because of the size, athleticism, 
and people, oh, man, this year he's having is because of the players. That might be true, but he's having an historical year. Tua's played with great players his entire career at Alabama. Trevor Lawrence has played with great players the entire career at Clemson. Have either one of those two guys had historical seasons? Absolutely not. So when you play with great players and you have an historical season, you can't just give all the credit to the players because there's been plenty of guys that have had great players with them and they haven't done what uh, Joe Burrow is doing. Doesn't hurt, of course, that the Bengals are located in the state that Joe Burrow comes from. So it's a matter, does Joe Burrow even want to play for the Bengals? Because, I mean, he's very familiar with what's going on. What, do you think he's going to pull an Eli Manning when he said he didn't want to play for the Chargers? I mean, when Eli did it, it was cool. Yeah, It wasn't no big deal. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if Joe Burrow and his family and – John Elway did the same thing with the Colts. So whether he does that or not, I don't know. But ultimately – you don't want to just get to the NFL. You want to succeed and be great. And so whatever they deem as the right situation for them, you respect it and you hope the decision they make works out for all parties. All right, we're in the Geico's Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, still to come, TJ Hushmanzada's picks. Unblemished. This he was whole- actually 5-0 and last week. There were four games and he goes 5-0 and because he's doing over-unders as well. This guy is on fire right now. So still to come, TJ's picks for these four NFL games. And, and obviously, we got to make a pick for Monday night as well. Uh, let's Everything is with the spread, guys. Everything I do is going to be with the spread. That's, so you just got to bear with care me. About. Look, with look the at spread. Gavin has got a fresh. Uh, no bets, though. I ain't yeah. putting no money on it. It's just, it's just taking a notes. Rights. I have six different bets this weekend, guys. I've taken enough action. All right. Well, enough action. Got All right. Well, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't really bet money, Gavs, because like <laughs> then I find myself like a bad call. I get angry. Like oh, that yeah. call. That's, that's you and me both. We just don't. Do the only way to make it fun is betting the over, because then you're just rooting. You're happy every time a team scores. Mm-hmm. But everything else. And then when it's a ten to seven halftime score, uh, and you have the over on forty eight and a half, how are you feeling? No! Yeah, exactly. That was me in the Titans game. Last uh, all right, uh, let's uh, let's find out what's trending right now. We bring on Mister. David Gascon, who he is a gambler, but not to the extreme of certain people we know. Yeah. Plus, I only do it if if it's on my team. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. not for them necessarily, yeah. against them. Yeah, Gavin has no problem. He'll bet against the Chargers every day of the week if it's going to put money in his pocket. Well, yeah, of course, because he knows his team, right? Like, you just, you know, the feel of what they are and what they're not going to do. Well, that was Pete Rose. You know, Pete Rose never bet against the Reds. Yeah. But they always said, well, there were games he didn't bet. He's like, yeah, because I've got my number four starter against the number one starter. So, no, I'm not going to bet on us to win today. Listen, I I tried helping Gavin at the Crabs table a couple weeks ago. He he did not want to listen. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Money goes too quickly at craps. How do you lose at craps? See, oh, my gosh. Snake I can do it plenty of ways. It is, the, it is the easiest game to win at. No, not really. You no. start betting on everything, man. Yeah. Well, no, but you got to play it smart. You got to be patient. Yeah, but how many people do that with alcohol? I don't know. Yeah. No, if you if you, if you you play craps smart, you, you should never lose. I do. I you can, lose. I got a methodical approach. I was trying to teach Gavin that, but he was... Uh, he was induced by, I mean, if you play that stupid roulette wheel or, you know, Gav, blackjack or I've, stuff I've like that, you will lose. Okay. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. Well, guys, a ball game that went final moments ago. It's first and goal from the three. Eight seconds left. 28 to 20, North Dakota State. Two receivers to the left. Stapleton, Riley is wide left. Polk to the right side. Ajay Obasay to the right of Danucci in the gun. Polk in motion right to left. Rolling to his left. They're going to throw. Danucci, end zone, picked off. Intercepted by Jimmy Football. It's all over. 
seconds remain and James Hendricks has just won the Bison, their eighth national championship in nine seasons. Oh, baby. Crazy. Pretty darn good, right? 16-0. They ran the table again. Great call on that one as they went it. And Trey Lance, 30 carries for 166 yards and one score in the victory. Guys, in college basketball today, number 16, Villanova, beat up on Georgetown, 80-66. to The shocker, though, was number four, Baylor, hammered number three, Kansas, in their own backyard, 67-55 to was the final. And Jared Butler had 22 points in the victory. Wisconsin right now at the break, leading at number 20, Penn State, 31-22. And Louisville right now in a dogfight with Notre Dame. They lead, though, 53 to 50. We're about, what, an hour away from kickoff, Minnesota and San Francisco. That's right. Line right now is at seven points. I don't know what you guys have, but uh, I know Gavin's got the over, so easy enough on all of that. And of course, later on tonight, Baltimore and Tennessee kickoff time in that affair will be at 8.15 Eastern. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, David. Good update there. I'll give you my thoughts on that game in a second here. Can I run you some of my bets by you guys? Well, uh, sure. Let me let me let me start off by saying we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save fifty percent of our new car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Yeah, give us some of your picks early before we get the proper picks from TJ coming up here shortly. All right, Kirk Cousins <laughs> to have more passing yards than Jimmy Garoppolo. It's uh, about plus one fifty. Okay, I but, like that. Uh, I like personally, that I like that. Okay, one. I think Kirk Cousins will definitely outplay. Garoppolo DJ, do today. you feel confident that Kirk Cousins will outduel Jimmy Garoppolo? Statistically, mm. just in the yardage. No. Mm. Interesting. If the Niners get up to a big lead, though, then Kirk is going to have to throw a lot. I don't yeah. see either team. I see this being a tight game, and both teams want to run the ball. But the 49ers are going to play action a little more just because they have a little more variety with Shanahan calling plays than the Vikings do. Their play action is uh, is pretty basic. But when Shawhan dials up a play action pass, those guys are wide open, man. Like, he schemes plays where guys are wide open. All right, so TJ says that's one loser. What's your next one? Next one. Uh, how about Derrick Henry the over on his carries at 22 and a half. So I'm betting that Derrick Henry will have 23 carries. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, That if, seems hey, like a low number. If he I, doesn't have 23 carries, they are getting destroyed. <laughs> that was exactly yeah. my thought process. But they yeah. could be destroyed. Again, if the Ravens score first. Derrick Henry should get 12 carries in the first quarter. Yeah. If they go down 14 <laughs> nothing early, that's going under. Um, and then the other one, uh, a teaser bet here. So I got to adjust the line seven points. So I have Minnesota plus 14 and a half over the 49ers and Baltimore Ravens to win by two and a half. Oh man. I love that. Yeah. I love that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. That seems like sure money. Why would you I love that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I think. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a big tease. Big T's guy. <laughs> I am. Is, uh, That's what Gavin. they call me. All right. Well, good luck with those, Gavin. Thank you, guys. Hey, I feel good way, now. I feel good. By the way, I have a quick question for you guys, completely unrelated to football, but etiquette. Okay. Uh, it was a story that came up on my radio show this week. I was invited to go to someone's house for dinner. Happened to be one of my coworkers. Uh, he, his wife, and his mom. So four of us for dinner. Uh, I'd never been to their house before. And I get texted that they're going to have spaghetti. And I texted back, I'll bring the red wine. 
I brought a bottle of wine, right? His wife's pregnant, so I know she's not drinking. So bottle of wine for him, his mom, and me. So we sit down for dinner. They've poured me a glass of red from the bottle I brought. But his mom is drinking white wine. She has her own wine. And the guy is not drinking any wine. So the only one drinking the wine is me. (laughs) So I drink a little glass of wine. I pour a little more, but I still have more than half a bottle left. And nobody is reaching for the wine. And then he asked me, do you want any more wine? And I'm like, no, you can put a cork on it since no one else seems to be interested in drinking the wine. So I took the wine home. I mean, it's an open bottle of wine, right? And no one there seemed to be remotely interested in drinking the wine, which is fine. Everyone has their own choice. But I took the wine home with me. I've never done this before. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't think much of it because they didn't make much of it when I left. But apparently he decided on air to eviscerate me for taking the wine and all hell broke loose. So, TJ, wow. what do you think about it? Did okay. I, did I okay. ma- yeah. How expensive was a bottle of wine? Like a $15 bottle? I would have left it just because it's $15. It's not a big deal. If you guys don't want to drink it, you guys can throw it away. But I get where you're coming from. She's not drinking it. He's not drinking it. I'm the only one drinking it. Okay, I'll take it home with me. Right. I mean, the bottle's open, so, I mean, realistically, yeah. when you open a bottle You're wine, actually it's not doing them a favor by forever. taking it. But, hey, next time, just let them pour it down the uh, sink. Down right? the sink. Let yeah. them do that. I don't know. Really? I mean, I, you, you did he nothing really wrong went on air? Did and just... Is he notoriously cheap? What's that? Is he notoriously cheap? No, I didn't think anything of it. So, I mean, seriously, you walked me out to my car. We were talking about the upcoming baby and how it's going to be a first-time dad. Everything's going to be great. And it's going to be a life changer. Uh, I had no indication that what I was doing was out of line because, again, nobody, if anyone had even sniffed the bottle, I would have left the bottle. He, he you know, tried, if he it tried is you, who, Steve. If, he tried you. If it's who I think it is, he probably drinks wine coolers anyway. He did. So it doesn't, yeah. So, he had a wine cooler. Yeah. I know exactly who it is. Yeah. That says enough right there. He yeah. tried you, man. He really tried you. Well, I put it this way. It became a full day on the radio. Because he does the morning <laughs> show and I'm doing the afternoon drive show, oh. and it just it took over the entire. Wait day. a second, Steve. Did he lambast you on the air about this? About you taking well, it home? He not only lambasted me, then he came on my show and took it a step further by saying, "Well, you were sitting at dinner and you had your phone with you at the dinner table." And I'm like, "Damn, who reason- is, is, is he? Then Are you his date or something?" And I said, "The reason I have my phone is we were talking about dogs and babies, and I was showing you pictures off my phone. Was <laughs> he you your dad? Dogs you know, saying, hey, Man, no what phone is at the this dude table. on? What? Something's wrong with Something's him. Something's happening. I would say this also, Steve. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Uh, it's a good threshold. Maybe twenty dollars or above. You maybe can take that with you, but." Red wine, if they're going to waste it, it, it goes it goes vinegary after about 24 hours. Well, that's my whole open, point. So I, you can I take mean, it with you. I never leave a I mean, if I'm going to open a bottle. Don't waste it. Two days. Pour it down it's the bottle. Done, right? Are you kidding me? That's pretty much the way I operate. I've never okay. had wine. I don't know how wine tastes, so I don't know what. Well, it's, it, uh, it's <laughs> Is that a thing about the 24 hours? Because I, I, we have a half bottle of wine at home that's. Probably been about a month. Yeah, and it's not going to taste okay. the same taste as that's it going to I mean, is Maybe it, I can give that is to is your it drinkable? <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> okay. the, Steve, it turns the, into vinegar okay. at some point. Steve, right. Ooh, that Steve, sounds moral, so disgusting. Moral of <laughs> the story, don't go back there again. Yeah, it was, yeah it that's was the really, moral of the story. It was really bizarre because I, I came away thinking we had a wonderful experience. I had a nice conversation and everybody else. Uh, but all hell broke loose. So did I, did Steve, I do something wrong here? I don't know. You know who would have a great opinion about this is our NFL wine guy, Will Blackman. Will Blackman. I have He'd to have talk the about proper Will. opinion. No, exactly. Will, you know what Will's going to say? Mm. 
Why'd you go with the fifteen dollar bottle? Well, That's I, what Will's I, I, probably going to say. You know, you know the, the interesting thing was, I was thinking of actually getting a more expensive bottle of wine, but then it's a good I went thing down there. It's a good thing I didn't. Fifteen dollars for a guest wine—that's fine. I mean, you figure it's safe, right? We're going to have spaghetti, red wine, spaghetti. That's sort of like a given. Here's and by a, the way, I texted him ahead of time saying I'm bringing the red wine. Can I toss you out a, yeah. a theory? I should take this to Shark Tank, but I'll do it on National right. Airways. A company that is just labels of uh, of of wine, and you can put whatever year, and you can slap it on a fifteen dollar bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because it all tastes the same, let's no, be honest. I'm sorry, right, red no, wine no, guy. No, no, no. no. But uh, no. Come, on, come on, wine does not taste all. I I was like you until I had like you know a silver oak or something like that, one hundred fifty dollar bottle of wine, and you say, well, aren't isn't wine the same? It's not. <laughs> Believe me, it's not. All right, taste the different notes, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Once I finally tasted like the really high level wine, it was like, wow, there is a difference. I think there's an industry there, though. And by the way, Will Blackman will tell you that as well. Hmm. All right, really, everything we've done on this show has just been a warm up for the only thing that really matters, and that is TJ Hushmanzada giving his picks for the games today, tomorrow, and Monday. Because he's been on fire with his picks. Let's so, hope I can stay that way. So wherever, if you're driving right now, stop. Okay? Because <laughs> you don't want to be writing things down while you're driving. You need to stop. You need to take a moment. We're still 45 minutes away of kickoff of the first game. Plenty of time to get in on the action. TJ's fearless football picks are coming up next. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance, and you could save an average of 20%. Seen it? Covered it? Bundled it? Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so rare that I'm actually invited anywhere. I'm not really a, a sought-after uh. guest. In fact, I even commented at that dinner. I hadn't had, like, a home-cooked meal in a long time because on the weekends I'm at work. And I eat out every night. So I, I don't cook, period. What was the quality of the spaghetti, Steve? Was it like gourmet or was this like something out of a, you know, a bag or something? Let me talk about uh, Granger right now. Online, on the phone, or in a local branch, Granger's got your back. Click Granger.com for industrial supply, safety products, and time saving services. Granger. For the ones who get it done. I would do a spaghetti review, but we have no time for that. Because we need to take time out for, first of all, thanking Iowa Sam today for his great work as always. David Gascon, who's a smart gambler. Yeah. And then Gavin, who's basically, after a huge 2019, <laughs> 2020, you're, it almost seems like, Gavin, you're, you're already just throwing it all out there. No, no, no. I'm sprinkling my money, okay? I'm you, just you, you said you have at least six bets already yeah, riding just, today. it's a Salt Bay kind of bet. I'm just sprinkling right. it out there. All right. Well, good luck on that one. Thank you. All right. So, TJ, you have been on a roll. You were, you were actually not four for four last week. You were five for five because you also picked an over-under. I did. All right. So, I am going to um, – I'm going to give you – The current consensus Vegas odds. Vegas Insider, that's what I go by. I'm going to give you the uh, point spread and the over-unders on the games before you make your picks. Well, I'll actually go one by one. Let's start with the first game. Minnesota-San Francisco. San Francisco is a seven-point favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. What do you have to give us for this game? I like the Vikings to cover. Vikings plus seven. I like the Vikings plus seven to cover. Do you want to say anything about over-under or pass on the over-under? I pass on that one with the over-under. I'll give you uh, uh Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so Vikings 49ers. TJ says take the Vikings plus seven. All right, Tennessee, Baltimore. Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. The over-under is 47 and a half. What do you like about this game? I like the Ravens to cover. Ravens to cover nine and a half. Are you interested in the over-under? I am not interested in the over-under that game. Okay. So, so far, the two games today are Minnesota plus seven, Baltimore minus nine and a half. All right. Let's move on to tomorrow. Houston and Kansas City. Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. The over-under is 51 and a half. What do you like for this game? 
actually like the Chiefs. I don't like giving up this amount, this many points with the Ravens and the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are rested. I'm going with the Chiefs to cover. Chiefs to cover nine and a half. Any interest in the over-under? No interest. All right, no interest at all. And that leads it down to Seattle Green Bay. The line is down to four now. Green Bay is a four-point favorite over Seattle. The over-under is 45 and a half. What do you like in this game? I like the Packers to cover. Packers to cover the four. How about that over-under of 45 and a half? And I like the under in that game. Whoa! Now, you know this because you played the game at the highest level. Snow in itself does not slow down offenses. If anything, usually it might give your offense does an advantage. Not, does not slow it down at all. Okay, but it's going to get cold in Green If Bay. it's really cold, mm-hmm. the coaches are going to be – they're going to be conservative. They're going to run the ball. The game should get slowed down. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to limit possessions and obviously limit turnovers. So I see that being a low-scoring game. All right, so let's go over the TJ picks. He's got Minnesota – my a plus seven at San Francisco, Baltimore minus nine and a half hosting Tennessee, Kansas City minus nine and a half hosting Houston, Green Bay minus four hosting Seattle, and under 45 and a half in the Seattle Green Bay game. All right, so let's move now to Monday. Here are the numbers LSU, it's down to five and a half with the consensus now. LSU is a five and a half point favorite against Clemson. The over under is 69. Do you like anything about that game? I'm going to give you both of them. I like LSU to cover and I like the over. You like the over 69, LSU to cover the five and a half. Are you taking notes here, Gavin? Do you like any of his picks? Gavin, do you? I know you're. I you, love the Minnesota pick. You love the Minnesota. That's Minnesota. one pick. Plus seven. He just gave you seven picks. He did. Seven. But that, that, that's the one that I'm financially interested in. So. Well, are you going to place anything it. on Monday? I mean, he, he just told you to take LSU and take the over. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Really? Already bet Clemson. Sorry. Just remember, always bet with house money. That's the key. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.